Today, a middle schooler described me as sad but funny. For the last time, fruit is not a dessert. Please understand this. Do better. Why are movies so long? Can't they just to get over themselves? Like, I have things to do. Come on. Like 85% of the time I'm disappointed in tomatoes. Arbor eat um? I hardly know um. Welcome to Tweet Victory, colon, thread winner, with your hosts at Annie Berg Flames and at CWC Radio. Welcome to Tweet Victory, colon, thread winner. I am at CWC Radio and I am joined as always by... At Annie Berg Flames with a Z. Annie, we are back. This is our Thanksgiving episode. So this this episode's coming out the day after Thanksgiving. Um, so people are probably maybe in a food stupor as they wake um, up this morning. Um, or getting I, those Black Friday deals. That's right. This is our Black Friday episode. So what will you be doing on the Friday of Thanksgiving? On the Friday of Thanksgiving, I will be in a Model UN conference in Goyang City in South Korea with my eight eighth graders. And they will be delegates of, I don't even know. We don't even know. All these different committees. So that's my weekend. How about you? Very what do you exciting. be doing? Black I will Friday. be up very early this morning. Um, so this this episode, I don't know if people care about this, but episodes come out at 3.03 in the morning when I post them ahead of time. Um. So by 3.03, I will probably already be up and like have already or be in the middle of putting turkeys into a smoker because we're celebrating Thanksgiving on the Friday. So that's uh, what I will be doing as this episode drops. Some early morning turkey prep. That's right. Love it. Uh, yeah, so this is not a spe- like a specifically Thanksgiving or, or thank. Although it could be. It, it could, could be. Yeah. So let's yeah. jump let's jump into the thread of the week. Um so this is a photo thread and um this is a kind of a fairly remarkable photo thread. Uh you you compared it to an earlier classic episode of the guy in the bus that looked identical. Yeah. They were wearing the same exact colors, like three different colors and they were all the same shade. So this says uh we found him in real life is the um is the the text and then we have two images so the first image um can you walk me through there's a it looks like a sign posted maybe yeah so this is found in the bus that we take from our city songdo or our neighborhood songdo in incheon south korea when we bus into seoul it takes about an hour and a half so we get on this big that's called the m bus it's kind of like an inner city bus and uh there's signs every couple seats in this bus, not in all buses here, but in the M buses, I guess. It says, and it's like, hey, you uh, students. It's like a, a, a notice for students. And there's a picture of a man sprawled out on a su- in a subway car, like clearly very inebriated and like has a shoe on the ground like spilled his drink he was drinking on the subway which is already a no-no and uh it's just like hey like please do this at home let's not bother the people around you and so mike and i always like giggled at this sign on the bus because they're like that is so dramatic like we've seen people drunk on the subways or like the subway is you find any kind of person on the subway right Right. and like in any state of there i think we had an episode about when there was the man blowing up balloons on the subway right so like it's it's a great place um so 
I want to ask a question. So is this specifically targeted to students tech yes. in the text of the, yes. of the, okay. Because when I look at this, this man in yep. this picture, uh, I guess he could be a young man. He is wearing a suit and tie and yes. is using a briefcase as a pillow. Are any of those student indicators? Not, not to me. And, you know, I feel like uh, the culprits for situations like these are more often the businessmen and less often the students. So, but the, it is targeting. Hakseng means students. So it's like students look at this and like, please do don't do this. They're secretly saying businessmen don't do this, but they, they, they don't want to say that. So they're saying, well, you know, the students who do this, but then they're, they're using the visual imagery to be like, this is clearly a businessman absolutely that's what i think it is i'm like they don't want to come out and say it and like i don't know they're like kids party and have fun too like that's a thing like of, of course that happens but like there's also like the the age hierarchy in south korea and i'm not trying to get like too deep or like you know make this into something it's not but i'm kind of like Maybe they don't want to call out the older people. Maybe it's easier to call out the younger people and have them be scapegoats for everyone who might do an action like this. But we had never seen something to this extent until we were coming home on the subway. And that's what the second picture is about. So is this picture hanging anywhere near where you saw the picture that you took? No, it was not. So that's only on that specific bus. Like, that's the only time we've seen it. And then this picture is on the subway, which, like, matches because the advert in the – or the warning sign in the bus is, like, of a subway. Right. Clearly. Right. So we go to the second picture, and this looks like um, a picture you took of Mike because you stealthily wanted to show what was behind Mike. So Mike's face is – somewhat cut off which actually works well because in the original picture there is another person's face in the corner as if they're kind of horrified by this but it's also conceivable that this that this drawing is a photo somebody took it's like i'm going to pretend to take a picture of you and i'm going to take a picture of this drunk uh quote-unquote student so it's a picture of mike and behind him in the exact place that in the 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 drawing or the announcement in the in that exact place, so it's the seats that sort of run um, alongside. So it's not like a front-facing seats, but seats running, uh, I guess, um, parallel with the tracks, as opposed yeah, to yeah, on the walls of the doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is uh, a man who yep. is laying down, one foot on the ground, one foot up, just like in the picture. But the most amazing detail. Is that like the man in the in the drawing? He has one shoe off, which is also on the floor, kind of in the center aisle. That that's exactly like this is. It is as if he was reenacting this. And the shoe is like further away from him, like kind of a weird distance away from him, where it's like unnaturally far. It's and you're like, how did it get his there? Foot. Yeah, yeah, just like in the picture. And I'm like, how? Like the one thing that really would seal it is if. So in our picture, the real life guy, uh, his glasses are also on the ground next to his shoe. If that was replaced by like a can of something and spilled, it would be the same picture. Like even down to the guy in the foreground that looks uncomfortable. That is Mike Fangstad in that photo. I just noticed the glasses. That's that's actually pretty weird, too. As a glasses wearer. Yeah. um, 
you got to protect your glasses. Yeah. Because if you're somebody who wears glasses, if you're like me, you actually need them to see. This is not an accessory. So though, like I, I just got more nervous by looking at the glasses on the floor, realizing they don't look like they're like uh, the most. Um, they're not like big, thick, strong frames. Like those could easily easily slide around. They could easily yeah. get stepped on. Um, this is. What did you feel? Okay, when you got onto this subway, was he already there? Or did yeah, you- he was. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, we sat down right next to him. And we were like, well. All right. It's a it's empty, clearly an empty subway. It was late at night, like midnight. So we could have sat anywhere, but we were like, well, we already sat here and maybe we want to kind of keep an eye out for him just in case, like, you know, he wakes up and he's lost something or you whatever, like try to be there for him if he gets up. But one of the big like ethical things when this happens, because it will happen periodically, is like, what do what is our responsibility as the person who just walked onto the subway sat nearby this other person like do we wake them up do we let them sleep it off do we like let the conductor take care of it because it's always usually the trains are a manned train so like they'll come through and and kind of do a sweep throughout the end of the night make sure everyone's out like is where what are we meant to do so what if we want to be good people, we we did nothing. We did sit and watch, and I took a mean picture. Like I, uh, I protected his face. We can't see his face, but like we. Well, let's let's be honest. You took a mean picture, posted it on social media, and then did a podcast about it. So yeah, it's not just took a picture. <laughs> okay, yeah, I capitalized on the moment, uh, but um, we. We sat by him just to make sure he's okay. Sometimes people will, like, drop their phones. If they're, like, falling asleep on the subway, we'll, like, pick it up and put it on their lap next to them. Like, there's little things that people tend to do, like, for the people that are falling asleep or whatever. But we didn't wake him up. And so we were, like, he's just going to stay to the end of the subway line. Well, that's right? just – where, where does, the, where, where does the, the terminus for this subway line? Well – so we're two stops from the end, our stop. So we were with him almost until the end of the line. We don't know when he got on. The line is like an hour and a half long. He could have meant to just be on there for two stops and stayed on the whole time. So that's another thing. It's like, well, we were close to the end. So how much time were we really like saving him like two stops, you know? Right. And, <laughs> and I would say, I would say, I would venture to guess if we're, if we're doing some sleuthing here, um, I don't know what to make of this shoe because it doesn't look like a shoe that would just fall off on its own. It looks like a shoe he would have kicked off. But if you kicked off the shoe, it wouldn't be it would be the other direction. It wouldn't be where it is. Yeah. I'm disturbed by the placement of the shoe. The glasses lead me to think he knows he's going to be on this train for a while because uh, he does feel like he has. It would be different if he was sitting up and like hunched over asleep and you'd be like, well, this was somebody who was trying to stay awake. This is clearly somebody who is settling in. So he's giving you indications that he lives at the end of the line. Yeah. Okay. That's that makes me feel better. I think you're right. Because like I've fallen asleep on the subway before and it's usually like nodding my head forward and then like falling my head into my lap. This is like a, I'm a sprawl out. I'm going to take up my space. No one else is on this subway. Like kick my feet up, kind of relax at least a little bit, get a, get a shoe or two off. Yeah, you're right. 
Now, so now here's the question off. that I have, though, because I want to go back to my anxieties. You said, you know, if he dropped his phone, you would pick it up and, like, put it back on the seat or on him, right? Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that with his phone? Because, uh, like, there's so much information in there. Like, if, if he needs someone to call or needs help, like, he that would be what he uses, right? Okay. But the glasses, you were totally okay with those sitting there. I know, and Mike's a glass. Like, Mike wears glasses. Um so I guess maybe we're bad people and that we didn't like pick those up. But also, I don't know, like if we maybe he knew they were on the ground, he just didn't pick them up. What if we place them somewhere else and then he doesn't see them or I don't know. Yeah, here's you're right, because here's my solution and I don't feel good about it because okay. this actually could lead to a bigger problem, which is I want to take that shoe and move it. I don't love how. It's almost on the other, like if you were to bisect the train, it feels like it's on the other hemisphere of the train. You yes. Know, you cut it down the middle. So I kind of want to move it closer to him. So one option I thought about was like, well, you could do that and turn the shoe so it's sitting on its bottom. And then you could put the glasses somewhat in the shoes. Uh, I'm afraid the glasses are going to slide around. Now, yeah. the problem with that is what do you tend to do with a shoe? Just stick your foot right in. Exactly. So like you don't want to put them deep in because this person uh I'm going to go out on a limb and say this person maybe doesn't have all of their wits about them in their current sure. state. Yep. So so I'm I'm ner- but I'm also nervous about the glasses like what if the train shimmies a little bit and they slide under the seat and he doesn't remember they're there. It's impossible to find your glasses because yeah. you can't see. Plus, if you're inebriated, that may make it tougher. And then if he gets off that train without his glasses, he's never getting those things back. Right. And also, yeah, I think the other thing is like, for me, though, and I'm not a glasses wearer, so I don't know if this is the case, but I am a shoe wearer. And if I am missing a shoe, I will notice that immediately upon waking up. If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, if I wake up on the subway and I don't feel my glasses on my face, or see them, I would likely be like, where did they go? And then not search for them. Not necessarily, you really. Wake, because you're used to waking up from your sleep not wearing glasses. Uh, so you're not necessarily in that mode. Plus, you might be like, wow, I don't know where I am. Everything seems a little blurry. He's got another thing he could point to to explain that away. Uh, I think non-glasses wearers think glasses wearers are more aware of their glasses than they are. Because once yeah, they're I guess on, it's, it's like, oh, this is just like what the world looks like, you know? Sure. And I guess like, yeah, and he he's clearly making himself at home on the subway. So he's maybe, like you said, placing himself in the, oh, I'm waking up from a nap at home. The glasses won't be on. That's a normal thing. We're here. It's not, yeah, it's not the Would case. it be different if the glasses were not on the floor and they fell while you were there? Where then, then I would pick a up. sense of like he meant to put them here. Yeah, if I see something fall on the subway, I think most people are like this in the subways here. Like if you notice somebody drop something, you'll like either point it out to them and be like, "Hey, like check it out," or like just pick it up for them if they're sleeping. Yeah, usually that's the case. I, if I see it fall, then I feel like that's my responsibility now to like pick it up. Which is maybe not fair because it probably fell at some point when I wasn't. Because as I'm looking at it now, again, the placement, I don't want to get all murder she wrote on this, but the placement of the shoe is is baffling. 
the yes. placement of the glasses seems to be around where his head is, but on Ooh. the floor. He also has his right hand over his eyes, right? Yes. This could easily be in a sleep, and I'm going to do this motion. You're asleep, and you do something like this, and uh, you knock sure. them off. These, you rub your eyes. Because they're also not folded up. Like the, yeah, the, yeah. the bows are out. So, like, I think this is a an accidental knocking of his glasses off his face by himself. Um, I think is- he falls asleep. The lights, those like terrible lights in the subway are bothering him in his sleep, wakes him up. You're right. He goes, he makes a motion to cover his eyes or to rub his eyes or something from the light. And then the glasses fall on the ground. Right. Right. So, so if we read this as these, these were dropped, then isn't it imperative upon you as a good citizen to uh, help him out? Or in this situation, is it just, I'm just going to avoid this in general? Because the other thing that you pointed out is there is nobody else on this train. So the likelihood of somebody walking by and kicking his glasses or stepping on his glasses is probably pretty small. It was the last train. There were two more stops. Like he's towards the end of his night on that train. But yeah, but yeah, I think there is a response. Maybe we should have picked up the glasses knowing also that those are expensive. And like, but then I'm like, where would we put it? If we put well, it on the chair, what if someone that's... sits on it? If we put it on his face, that's weird. If we Oh, you don't it put it on his, his face. Because <laughs> imagine waking up on a subway and somebody is standing over you, placing glasses over your over your face, getting those bows behind your ears. Plus his hand is over his face. So that that's off the table. Yeah, I would need to like move his hand and then place them. I could set it on his stomach. I don't know. I just feel like putting anything onto him feels weird. What about this? What if you took the shoe and the glasses and put both of them on the seat next to him? Uh, As if you're just saying, I'm getting your stuff up off the floor. Then no one's going to sit there because they're not going to sit on a shoe because there's tons of other places to sit. Actually, somebody sitting next to him at this point would be bizarre because (laughs) there's, you know, all these other seats that don't involve sitting next to the sleeping person. And yet that's kind of what we did. Yeah, you guys are. Yes. I also love that this became one of those like logic puzzles where it's like, yeah, you get you have all these things in a boat and you need to get them across the river, but you have to do it all in one trip. But there's a tiger. You know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> like, yep. it's like, how how can we get the shoe and the glasses next to the man and not wake him up or freak him out? You know, and what is our responsibility? I love it. And. Another thing to throw into the mix, if you are that close to the end of the line and he was on there before you, wouldn't it make sense to wake him up and be like, just so you know, there's like one stop left? Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. I, I think then, though, we're running with the how, how nuanced is our Korean ability to say that in a way that is not super direct? <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> hey, wake up. One more stop is a little bit aggressive to wake up That's to. That's true. Versus like a, excuse me, like, just so you know. You know, we don't know the, like, subtleties of the language where we can say that in a very helpful way where it would just be like, oh, my God, this, like, clearly foreign woman is standing over me, placing glasses on my head and saying one more stop in the train <laughs> yes. might be a rough wake up. <laughs> they don't teach that in language classes. 
no, they should have a chapter on this. One of those like classic scenarios, right? You go <laughs> order in a restaurant, help someone get off the subway when they're drunk. This could just be a photo that they show and say, okay, what do you do? What do you say at this point? Honestly, that would be great. It'd be like Korean improv and you just have to like kind of on the moment be like, if I was that man sitting next to the drunk guy, what would I do? How would I approach this? Okay. At the same time, we've said all of this stuff. How thankful are you that you got off the train without this guy waking up? Very thankful. Although, you know, selfishly, it would be a little entertaining to just see how it all pans out, right? It's kind of see his responses. But yeah. Grateful that it wasn't something that I had to navigate that night. I, I'm guessing that the the conductor or whatever you would call that person on the train had a had a big task ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about like realizing the movie you're in. Um, you guys weren't in a movie, but you were you were like extras in his movie. Yes, <laughs> like like without speaking parts because uh, there's a story going on here, and the story may just be I had a, a few too many, but. Um, this also feels like the beginning of lots of movies. Right. I think you're absolutely right. He's the main character where extras where NPCs just kind of floating there if, if he needs this or not. And, and if not, then we'll just go on our merry way. Any regrets? Um, I just wish that we could have strategically placed a little can and opened it and kind of like staged the photo so that it would match the one on the bus a little bit more. But, you know, I think we're as close as we can get. And it's better that it's not doctored. Yeah. Is there any regrets that you didn't just sit in the seat opposite where you did so you could get the right angle? Because you're so close to the perfect angle to recreate the picture. Yeah, that is honestly, that is a regret, especially if we could get Mike in that like corner shot in the foreground. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like nobody else is there and this guy's not awake, you know, like. And you could have blurred out, you know, anything that was identifying, but like. Right. Like what I have right now is close enough, but it's not close enough to be anything like it's, it's close, but it's not an actual like it's not that uncanny. I mean, it's honestly, it's close enough to say, like, well, why didn't you take the right picture? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what this said, which maybe shows maybe this is some sort of like you telling the world I'm not that bad of a person because <laughs> because of what a bad person would do is recreate the picture entirely. I just wanted to point out that I could have, but I didn't. <laughs> I had the space. I had the time. But yeah, nope. I, I let it be. I let I him think- sleep. I think that's the takeaway from this uh, from this episode is that you're a good person. Oh, thank um, you. You didn't do everything you could do for this man, but it sounds like you at least, if not in the moment, retrospectively, you thought through all of the iterations of what help might look like uh, <laughs> and, and came down on saying that the most loving thing you could do is take uh, a less accurate recreation and then post it on social media and do a podcast about it. But that really is. It is know. the loving option. Yes. It yes. is. Yeah. All right, Annie. Um, if you are listening to this episode and haven't gone and looked at these photos, you really should. Cause, cause it is remarkable. Even though you did not recreate the photo, it is, it's as if he's begging you to do it. Like it's, yes. that's pretty amazing. Um, so you should go on to threads, follow at Annie Berg flames uh, and take a look at this picture. 
you should subscribe to the channel 3900 podcast network we actually have lots of stuff on the network right now we have video store in full swing we have uh modern story podcast we have the yoke lots of student produced podcasts so great stuff on the network you're getting you know upwards of four or five episodes a week on the network so um take a listen to that email us channel 3900 at gmail.com that is all the time that we have have a happy black friday or enjoy the turkeys that i'm about to i'm about to cook um i'll probably be listening to this episode as i am preparing food very early on on uh, on friday morning and we will be back next week with another episode of tweet victory colon thread winner thank you follow us at annie berg flames on threads and or annie underscore bergland on twitter 